DJ, you put out a simple request on Twitter this week, and somehow, some way, we fucking got Justin Bieber tickets. Yes, or we we got what someone says are Justin Bieber tickets. Yeah, it's still yet to be discovered if these are actually legitimate tickets. But I sent them to you. I mean, did you did you they, look at them? Yeah, they look pretty legitimate. I'm uh I'm quite. I think that they're real tickets. I'll say that, but. They may be duplicates. Like we might Something have to get there. Still be afoot. Yeah, they're they could be sketchy. Like we could get there and be like, oh, somebody already used these tickets. That's happened to me before. Really? Yes. I uh, for Bruins tickets actually. I went to a game uh, after somebody who had won tickets in a raffle, like a charity raffle. Oh, uh, nice. Couldn't go, couldn't go to the game, so they ended up giving me the tickets that they had won from this charity raffle, and it turns out that they were duplicates. And whoever had the original pair had beaten me to the game. So when I tried to get into the game, they scanned them. They're like, "Ah, oh, these tickets are already in use," and I look like a huge asshole. So some genius duplicated his own tickets and gave them to charity <laughs> yes and then just used the tickets yeah so they're like yeah fuck this charity i'll pr- pretend like i'm a nice guy and donating bruins tickets and uh didn't work at Jesus. least not for me <laughs> well that's a good call i don't know when we should go in there but i i'm also kind of cognizant of the uh the time situation and that these could very well be duplicates um i was actually thinking we should have some sort of like detective or someone in like law enforcement on and ask them uh, how someone's angle would be to fuck us by giving us like concert tickets. Like what's the worst case scenario that could be that could come from this scenario? Like, like is I think it would be that we do a podcast about going to a Justin Bieber concert and then actually don't get to go to a Justin Bieber concert. Well, you know what? As soon as so I'm going to give her a little shout. Um at Linda's drunk. As soon as At Linda's drunk uh, sent us the tickets, I uh, was like, "This is the best story in the world. Who needs to hear it?" So I texted. Well, at first I texted you, obviously, and then I texted Feidelberg, and he immediately was torn between like, "What's the best case scenario here?" Because if they're real, then that's fucking rad. We get to go see Justin Bieber for free, and we get to do some sort of wacky shit for the podcast while we're there. But ultimately. It's also a great story if we get turned away or like arrested or something. Yeah, he was like the better content actually might come from this being some sort of setup and us getting turned away. I'm definitely going to we're going to do some sort of like field recordings tonight. Um, I'm definitely going to have the recorder rolling when we're going in and getting scanned, because if there's a scene, if we get turned away, if if like a bunch of teenage girls see two adult men trying to sneak their way into a justin bieber concert i want to see all the reaction to that by the way not the first like teenage girl heavy concert that we're going to we went to taylor swift last summer Um, yes i think the audience for this one will be a little bit older i think so too i mean i don't really aside from shit that's going to benefit us and the podcast i don't really care who's there um true uh, a coworker tweeted yesterday, though, that they'd been to the garden for a million different events like I Bruins games and stuff, and that the the shaking and that the amount of chaos brought on by these children is is nuts. So we actually we have good seats where they uh, were the second row of the balcony. So I'm wondering if it's like shaking so much. Are we in danger of getting thrown off? We had, we also had good seats for Taylor Swift, by the way. We're we're locking into these things. Indeed. Uh, yeah. I mean, I uh, I don't care honestly about the concert or the uh, or like the crowd. I'm just I'm going for the experience. We're getting the tickets for free, and like we'd be huge assholes not to go after well, <laughs> after being on Twitter and being like somebody give us Justin Bieber concert tickets, and it actually happened. Well. In all honesty, within about three minutes of receiving the the tickets, we were sending a lot of texts back and forth, and it was brought up pretty quickly. What if we just sold them <laughs> and then loaded the brunch Biggest scumbag move of bucks. all time. We just yeah. get, got the tickets, immediately sold them, and then paid Sinbad to come on the show. <laughs> right. Um, 
you mentioned that you don't care about the actual concert itself. In all honesty, I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, because when we sent out the tweet, I, I said like, someone give me an if if anyone has like Bieber tickets, Pete and I need them for something. And that was to suggest like we just want to go and see fucking what happens at a Justin Bieber concert. But the more and more I think about it, I'm actually kind of excited about the show itself. Like, so we've seen Taylor Swift. I've seen uh, Bruno Mars. I've seen Justin Timberlake. These sort of spectacle shows, whether or not you're even into the act, like it's a fucking sight to see. So I'm psyched for that. But um, more than anything, I guess, uh, we just want to kind of record and observe the Justin Bieber concert going experience. Um, We've been brainstorming ideas. I think one thing that we're going to focus on are Bieber dads, which are people. When we went to Taylor Swift, um, we knew going in that our best shot at making friends was finding dads who were there with their children who didn't want to be there and just wanted to drink. And we like drank with a couple dads at Taylor Swift, and it was super it's fun. Awesome. Uh, um, there, another big contingent at the Taylor Swift concert were, uh, were boyfriends, boyfriends who were dragged along. Yeah, I fucking hated those guys, though, because like some of them were like our age and we're like, you're at a fucking Taylor Swift concert and you can't like get down with this. Like, <laughs> what a bozo. Well, there's a uh, dude that was sitting next to us at, at uh, like directly right next to us in the seats and like was passed out drunk at like 1030. And really? Yeah. You don't remember that? The dude was just I like was bordering on blackout wasted. With, like, the, the like first hour and a half of the show, I was bordering on blackout. We ended up. We ended up making friends uh, like 30 minutes before we had to go in. We spent the whole fucking day trying to make friends. We were just like playing like uh, like cornhole by ourselves. And we finally made friends and they drank like fucking animals. <laughs> and by the time we got in there, I was like, man, a lot of drinking with only two dudes followed by a lot of drinking with like seven people. <laughs> Not good for Deej right now. Uh, how drunk, by the way, do you plan on getting tonight at the show? That's a good question. I've actually been... Um, uh, I've been watching what I eat and drink this week. My sister is getting married on uh, Saturday. Shouts to her. And uh, I haven't tried on the suit yet, but the last time I tried on the suit I had to wear, it was uh, like when I was at the height of spin slash no sugar life. So I'm trying to be careful with what I put in my body this week to, in a last ditch effort to stay, stay nice and svelte. But um, I'm planning on drinking because... A lot of what we're doing, I feel, is going to involve, like, maybe drinking with dads. What are you thinking? I'm. I plan on getting fucking wasted. Oh, that's awesome. Then. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, I haven't gotten to drink very much recently. It's uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs, and I haven't left my house in probably like a month and a half. Just so, you. killing that shit. Like outside of just drinking in my office by myself, like one or two beers here and there. It's there has and and the uh, the secretive recordings that we have for podcasts coming up. Yes, uh, there hasn't been much drinking, so my tolerance is even lower than usual for my tiny frame. And uh, I'm I mean like I that's this is the only way I can really get up for a Justin Bieber show. Like I have to be wasted. All right, so I was thinking three to four, but you just got me very excited. So now I'm like now I'm gonna enter the four to eight range. Yeah, I guess this is it for the uh, the pre Bieber uh, portion. We'll either be back with some fun stuff from Bieber or reacting to Bieber, or we'll be talking about how we just got turned away at a Justin Bieber concert in front of thousands of little children and Bieber dads. All right, it's ten twenty eight. The concert just ended. I'm pissed drunk. I don't know. Like, what's your situation? I'm pretty wasted, to be honest with you. So. Awesome show for me. Like I, I enjoyed all of it because even like the the bad parts, I just laughed at it. I just laughed at the bad parts. So yeah, the the worst case scenario was it was going to be funny. The best case scenario, it was going to be good. The worst case scenario was that we weren't going to get in. Yeah, I guess we survived that. As soon as we got in, there was no bad scenario. We basically just like drank a shit ton and spoke really loudly in front of a bunch of children who did not want to hear us but, they, but even like the, the girls that we sat next to 
were funny. Like they they enjoyed all the insults that we had for Justin Bieber. So, uh, here's the thing. That's because I was on the outside. You were on the inside. You're. I, I think my face is better it than yours, be- but like you're more attractive than me overall. So they were like down with what you had to say. I it might have been that. Like I I think that I'm also like I'm more attractive, but I'm also funnier than you. <laughs> so like. I've actually thought about this. Like, I feel like there's a debate to be had. Right now, you're definitely funnier than me. I'm like, I'm in a valley. When I'm at my peak, I'm probably like, I think that like I can go toe to toe with you, but you're a funny guy. So anyway, like we're in the midst of a lot of children walking out of this concert right now. I don't want to say it, but like. So you didn't say it, which was good, and that's the end of that little audio recording there. Yeah, don't there don't pay is, attention to that. It, it, there is not another horrifying <laughs> minute and a half, probably, Peter, where... No, that doesn't exist. Yeah. Um. So those two... We sound very drunk, it, by the way. It, ugh. Incredibly. That, that was like... That's why the term white boy wasted exists. <laughs> So that when you get trashed at a Justin Bieber concert, they have something to describe it. No, just like two fucking like nerds who are like <laughs> are doing are like making an audio recording, leaving a podcast, being like, "How's the show?" I mean, for me, I, I'm drunk. Uh, are you? I'm I'm also very drunk. I both like the show. So, um, other than like just how drunk and idiotic we sound. My favorite part of that is listening back to it. I was drunk. DJ was very, very um, concerned about hurting your feelings or like disagreeing with you. Like when you were like, Oh, probably maybe they were just laughing because I was funnier. And you could tell that I wanted to say like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, (laughs) like if we're both at our best, I, I can, I'm funnier than you, but I don't. I'm like, well, I think that right now I'm I'm not as funny as I usually am. And uh, but you're very funny, Pete. You're great. Okay, that's so, that's like a switch up from what m- people usually are because when they're drunk, that's when they just like say things aggressive. without yeah, say things without really caring. That actually. So at first when I heard that, I was like, wow, DJ, what a little bitch you are. Just fucking tell the man, put him in his place, and. Then I actually like that, though. I'd rather be the very, very friendly, caring drunk versus the... Yeah, I mean, you're I've like, been you're the like a better person when you're drunk. Right. I've, I've been the aggressive asshole when I'm drunk, and no one likes that version of me. They also don't like the sober version of me, so if yeah, we can you, cultivate... You're not muscular or like big enough to be the aggressive drunk person. <laughs> right. But you know what? If I lost like 30 pounds and I was like super like wiry and erratic, then I could be I could be the erratic drunk. Like uh fuck, what was the dude on Real World? There was a white guy on the Real World who was a fucking loose cannon and he was just like a little small like white guy and you see those people all the time when they're drunk and you're like, yes. "All right. Uh maybe I th- I think there may have been a uh some initials involved." But um well, there's CT, and CT was a fucking monster. Was CT was CT work you, bro? Work you? He like got oh, in yeah. his face. He was like, "Oh, work you, bro. Work you." Yeah. Was yeah, that? I, th- oh, okay. I think so. But like that dude's a monster. Oh wow! He'll so I'm remembering him. You. I'm remembering him being skinnier than he actually is. Um. So anyway, those two, we're th- th- those two, whatever those were, uh, proceeded to go to the bar after and drink for like another two hours or something. Was it really that long? I think it might. I got to check my phone. Uh, Oh, my phone died, which is part of this next story. Um, My phone died. But I mean, first of all, we we drank a lot, Uh, a lot. And when we left, uh, I thought, did we shut down the club? Like, did we leave it around closing? Uh, I honestly, I don't remember to be, okay. to be completely so, honest. It was 10 part is a blur, right? It was 10 30 when we left the concert, went across the street, which is like so early, by the way, I know it's crazy. I, I'm always like between 
concerts and weddings, I feel like a lot of times you find yourself a lot more drunk than um, you feel you should be at that hour. Like yeah. you're at a wedding and you're like, it's 845 and I am blackout right now. Uh, that was kind of that sensation. But um, And we should also mention that we uh, went to the fours beforehand and not a lot of dads, dads. Not a lot of dads there. We, we found no dads. So we like the plan was like go get a drink before and uh, find some Bieber dads. And we got there realized pretty much immediately even just through walking through the crowd outside we were like there are all right bieber dads was not a thing we we very much overestimated that so we just like hung out there and we actually we stayed there for a while we got in there like as biebs was going on we missed post malone which not upset uh, about it's, it it's friday now post malone released a fucking album today what a what bad timing just awful timing like we'll talk about it in a little bit i've already listened to chance the rapper's coloring book like five fucking times what an idiot why would you release something the same time as something that everyone's fucking waiting for so anyway we missed post malone um the show itself uh was beebs overall um i've got a lot of thoughts i'm sure you do too um he was he was interesting and seemed like he, he seems like a fucking um uh a victim of human trafficking who has been drugged enough that they don't really know where they are like do you know um i may have already made this analogy when we did our last bieber episode um but you know when liam neeson finds his daughter's friend when he's looking for his daughter in the first oh, right, yeah, yeah. And so she's, she's just like, a like sex slave. Right. And she's just like, mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's kind of what Bieber is right now. But he's it's still a fair but, comparison. But like the show is still crushing it. Um I'm not consider I'm not suggesting that Bieber's been through any of that shit, obviously, but I mean I think that he's taken enough drugs and I think that he's tired enough from being in this sort of um pop life that, circus yeah that like i mean now there's just like nothing left to him as far as being a human goes which sucks for him but it's rad for us um at one point he was just lying down in the middle of the stage um that was sick uh he had a lot of costume changes uh the one thing he never changed the entire time was a front tied bandana very similar to Tupac. rapper tupac <laughs> and when he came out, we were like, hey, he looks like Tupac. That's funny. And then like five minutes later, he changed his clothes. And we were like, hey, he kept the bandana on. And like an hour later, we're like, he's changed his clothes a million times. And every time he's gone back there, he's been like, even the girls, right. even the girls next to us who are like big Bieber fans are like that bandana is fucking stupid. <laughs> Take oh, it off. Well, I mean, love you, Biebs. A lot of his shit was stupid. Uh, he he came out wearing plaid at one point, And I know that um the big cat and uh, El Prez had a big uh, plaid conversation. I-, I think a lot of what they meant to say is gingham. Like people wear gingham these days. That's cool. You can wear gingham, like those little checks. We all wear that. Um, but he was wearing straight up like fucking 1994 big blotchy gross plaid. That was like 19 sizes too big. Oh, obviously. he's a huge fan of, sh- of clothes that are too big. Yeah. I, I meant to check uh, the merch table to see if he actually sold like long tees. I saw somebody uploaded a picture of it the other day, um, the merch table, and I didn't see anything like that. Like that's like if that's what your style is, you should sell like that kind of style. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, Chance the Rapper is selling the the three hat that he wears on the front of Coloring Book. Like that's if that's what you do, Smart then move. yeah, make money off it. Um, musically uh like shut the fuck up everyone i know that it's that uh this tour has been reviewed negatively and that like a lot of the times he's not singing watch him on a fucking award show once for me like that that's always what he is like there's a track going the um the vocal track is a little quieter so he can sing over it without it sounding completely like it's doubled and 
like whatever. He dances a lot. Sometimes he doesn't dance. Sometimes he's just up there like vibing out. There's a voice. Yeah, like His a Justin Bieber concert moving. is like like what's going on on stage is basically entertainment for the like the them playing a Justin Bieber track over the PA. Right. Like I was you're actually just being entertained. Right. Um I sent out some uh, we both sent out some tweets during the show just kind of uh updating like whether or not we'd gotten in and stuff, which by the way, huge shouts to to Linda for giving us those tickets. Unbelievable. When we got in, we they were, were like great seats by the way. They were the best seats because they were uh second row balcony um just a little off center but they were the first seats when you walked into the section from the little tunnel and the beer vendor was right just there. around the corner so we were making like minute and a half beer runs and it was awesome also we went to the bathroom at one point and there was me you and some other dude and you were like, this is the emptiest I've seen a men's room ever. Uh, and he said, um, this is the our most penises crowded. are out. Please stop talking <laughs> to, to me. Um, no, he said, uh, he was like, the last time I, I was in here, it was totally empty. So that was awesome. Beer lines were short too because children. Yep. Lots and lots of children. Um, uh, I did notice, speaking of children, at one point... Bieber said, uh, he was like, all right, I got fans of all different ages. Make some noise if you're 10. Make some noise if you're 11. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Um, so he was only doing that to make sure that accidental rape didn't happen. Like <laughs> he, bailed out, pretty safe. he bailed out a lot of dudes at that concert. Yeah, honestly, uh, like walking in there, it was like, because I, f- I feel like like younger girls now are starting to look older. Like as they grow up, like fourteen and fifteen year old girls like dress like they're twenty and they oh, yeah. fucking like do their makeup when they're fourteen. So like that's a really dangerous place to be if you're over the age of eighteen and single as a guy. Like right. if you are looking to hook up with somebody, like you need to check IDs at a Justin Bieber concert. Right. Like the 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 uh, the two girls I don't know how many girls it was, they were sitting to the right of us. Yeah. Um who were basically our audience for <laughs> the podcast that we did. We did a fi- like we had fire commentary throughout the concert. We should have uh, just taped the during the concert. I know. It would I mean we probably could have done it if we got some um if we got some like omnidirectional mics and just had them <laughs> like just in front of our face so it wasn't picking up the rest of uh the noise, but we were spitting out a lot of commentary uh immediately complimenting the other one after the other one would make a comment so like it would be like dude like he he didn't need to play love yourself the way he did that's an example so he played a version of love yourself that was basically trying to sound like um gone by in sync and it was just like him an acoustic guitar and a lot of minor seven chords and it was ambitious but at the end, I forget what your take even was, but you had like a really good take that started off with, so ultimately that wasn't good. <laughs> and you had like the song thing and like, I just remember being like, yeah, that's an awesome, oh, I wish we were recording. We've had a lot of good takes. And so like 40% of our commentary throughout the show was telling the other one, like, good job. That, that was good. If only this were on a podcast. Um, I tried to let me see if I can go through some of my notes. Um uh let's see. Uh had twelve dancers, hydraulics. Uh so he had twelve dancers, and as you noted very early on, those motherfuckers were flying. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Like they had uh there were like holes in the stage that the tiles like sank down and then they were basically like trampolines that launched them into the sky. It was sick. I didn't even think about it. Um, one of my spin instructors, uh, Sarah, was at the show and she tweeted that like during that just because what the fuck else is Ludacris doing? How sick would it have been if during <laughs> baby Ludacris just fucking flew up <laughs> from out of nowhere? Um what else? Uh, Tupac Bandana. I was Rebecca. very glad that he played some of the old hits. Like, 
oh yeah a lot of respect to like to realize that that's why he got famous and yeah even though that some of those songs are like the stupidest like 14 year old bieber songs he still plays them so love well it. i mean his a his set list and b the order well i'll say a his set and b his set list uh were fire i mean he opened up with uh with mark my words but then he went into where are you now and i mean he's one of those artists because he's a top 40 guy you forget like all it takes is like two or three years for those acts to have like enough fucking hits yeah. to do whatever they want with a set list like where are you now is one of probably my top five bieber songs ever and he was able to just fucking play right put up that, that in the uh, yeah the two hole like it's fucking nothing oh i think um, my comment about um about uh love yourself was that i hate when he tries to be an artist oh like, yeah just that, play that, the that fucking song <laughs> like, like we it. know it it's uh it's very nick jonas to me um yeah like when nick jonas tried to play the guitar right like you're not a great singer you're although i will say we'll get to this i was impressed with his vocal performance but it's like know your strengths yeah it's like you're there to just kind of do weird shit sing along to the song and entertain us all you're not there to like so that that arrangement of love yourself he didn't come up with that someone said to him hey what if we did an acoustic version of Love Yourself? Here are the chords. Here's how you can play it. He wasn't noodling around on his guitar, and he was like, oh, the melody of Love Yourself also works over these chords. So, yeah, total fake sell job on trying to be more artisty. Um, so, you, you know, you deserved the compliment on that take. Um, let's see. I wrote, I wrote down Bandana a lot. <laughs> um, uh Let's see. I wrote Get Fire on these bitches. It's a Kevin Hart reference. Um, there was a lot of fire going on. Uh, the the like effects and everything on the stage were cool. He was at one point he was in a cage and but there was a projector on the cage so you could see through this sort of image and then Biebs was just like in a fucking room by himself not necessarily dancing um, just kind of vibing out and that was sick. Um, I may be like misremembering this, but I'm glad that he didn't do a lot of the like in between songs talking to the crowd. Type no, thing, he didn't. I don't think he amazing did amazing because I would have been so, so annoyed by that. Like when we went to Taylor Swift, she did so much of that stuff. And like the videos that she played in between songs are just like her filleting herself like <laughs> Those, yeah, I'm so glad that Bieber just avoided. Are you talking those. about T Swift? Sorry, my yeah. headphones fell out for a second. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, that that was the worst part of the T Swift concert. I mean, like when she brought Haim on the tour, I was like, oh, that's cool. She's friends with Haim. Like we, if if you were into Haim, then you had that thought. Whatever, you move on with your life. But she spent the entire show being like, guess who I'm friends with? Yeah, Haim and Selena Gomez. Like he doesn't need to do that shit. I was actually surprised um, uh, when the lights went down and he was just about to go on. We were in line getting beer and uh, I think you said you were like, he's not actually like he's going to show some fucking video because you'd been through the T-Swift thing. And we were like, yeah, he's going to show like Never Say Never in its entirety before he's (laughs) actually on the stage. And within like five seconds, he's singing Mark My Words. So good on him. Uh, one thing that we talked about a lot during the show was that people will cheer for Bieber for literally they react anything. To everything. That was one of my notes. They react to fucking everything. And I for you a oh, fuck, you had a a really ah, I forget what it was. Um like there was but, a sequence where in like ten seconds they like shut the lights off and the the crowd went nuts just because the lights shut off and then like they turned on like the projector and the crowd went nuts and then like the like the, the lasers came out and the crowd went nuts and like they were just cheering for everything it's like Justin Bieber didn't turn the lights off himself relax yeah. <laughs> right and uh, for, it may have been during love yourself he had there was actually some like technical issues um there was like some feedback on his mic or whatever yeah. and it was it was like really noisy and then once it was fixed they were like they started 
cheering like there's no feedback anymore like yes you did it justin it's like dude this motherfucker is sitting but he was on a couch by the way he had a couch on stage which if you can do it why the fuck not um oh i think i yelled uh i think i yelled pivot you did (laughs) that was fire yeah (laughs) that was they brought the couch out and i yelled pivot pivot We were uh, we did actually take the opportunity whenever they they weren't screaming to yell stuff um, like you, you yelled pivot you yelled fuck your your coach as well um, don't remember that uh, he uh, fuck oh I saw him when he was a kid he was on like um, whatever show uh, the the late late show with Fallon whatever the 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 one that was on after. Conan yeah um he was on that show and they were having him play the drums and uh I remember he was like he wasn't good like he couldn't keep time he was pushing the tempo like crazy and like he wasn't trying to to pick it up or anything he was just like he had no sort of internal metronome so like he walks over to the kit and I just started yelling about that. I was like, don't push the tempo like that time you were on Jimmy Fallon. Woo! <laughs> and again, file that under shit that, that nobody there <laughs> had any interest. Let's just say that you're lucky that I was sitting on the inside next right. to the girls. Right. We, well, we were super fucking self-indulgent. That, that, I mean, we, we had our phones out the whole time. I never had my phone out during a show. Oh, yeah. I'll, I was, I'll, I was like live tweeting the show. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, we were, uh, we were getting tweets. We were getting responses. We were focus grouping our responses. Um, at one point, you were in a coma from laughing at your own response <laughs> to something. I, th- I, I said, think it was just like... Somebody asked me to make a GIF, and I said, bro, leave me the fuck alone. I'm at a Justin Bieber concert. <laughs> right. That was awesome. Um, someone tweeted at us. Uh, it was like... Uh, like I, I get that like you guys are trying to be quirky or whatever, but you're two grown men at a Justin Bieber concert full of young girls. Not appropriate. Creepy. Like and they were being serious. They yeah. were doing like a hey, that's not funny. So uh I had it written out, I didn't send it, which I should have. I was gonna quote tweet it with like, I'll show you fucking creepy. But then that would have suggested, like, yeah, you were going to like rape somebody. That I was going to rape somebody, so I didn't tweet yeah, that. Probably but, a good idea. But we, I mean, we had a lot of things that we were considering tweeting in response to because there weren't too many haters, but there were there were more than Taylor Swift, which was uh, kind of unbelievable. Right? Yeah. Um, so I think I don't know why. I don't get. Like I mean, almost the same, almost the same crowd. Yeah. I don't get the whole thing of like, oh, why, like, get a life. Why would you go to a Justin Bieber concert? That shit was a fucking spectacle. Well, I think that, I think we, I said this going in. It's like the Taylor, I think Taylor Swift is like more accepted among guys because you can always just like write it off as like, oh, Taylor Swift's hot. I beg Taylor Swift. So like the bros are like cool with Taylor Swift. Right. But it's like people liked Charlie Sheen when he was doing his weird shit. (laughs) Like, compare those two. Justin Bieber and Charlie Sheen, yeah, they've both but, like gone off the rails and quote unquote come back. But it's like, would you really consider Justin Bieber, who just fucking tattooed a cross to his face, to be on the rails right now? Probably not. We did he really? I didn't see that. Oh yeah, yeah. He got uh, right before these shows. Actually, he got a little uh, cross tattoo on Under the corner his of his eye. Oh, yeah, that's great. Right. Good for him. And then he was fucking walking around barefoot and like jumping in trees and shit like that. So, <laughs> good for him. I mean, he's not all living, the way living. But I mean, his songs are bangers. Um, I like the performances. Again, he wasn't doing a ton of singing, but when he was singing, I was surprised by the control that he has over his voice because. I just always assumed that once he hit puberty, he lost all of his kind of mojo. And he was like doing some some pretty tricky runs at some points. And it like it was not bad. So shouts to Biebs there. Um, so anyway, so let's get to the after show. Right. Stuff. So after the show, we uh, 
we went across the street and kept drinking and that was fine um we were we talked about sports a shit ton yeah at the bar like, at the force yeah like we were just like beforehand afterwards like we were just like more than we guys. ever do <laughs> this guy, right like two guys discussing sports which well, i don't fucking do that with anybody i think we kind of had to even it out because we were going to a two guys going to a justin bieber concert so we had to like bring maybe. up the level of manliness so we just went to a bar and talked about sports <laughs> that's, that's actually that's probably accurate like inside like our our souls like knew like we're you have to make up for this somehow <laughs> right like, we're, like we we were over brunching it we needed to we needed to kind of balance it out a little bit so we're at the bar talking sports um and uh we were talking about a lot of like weird shit and uh there's a lady that was sitting next to us and she took umbrage with something that one of us said. I'm assuming it was something that you said. Um, and that turned into us having a conversation with her. And uh, I think I was uh, <clears throat> I was still harping on the comment from after the show, which was when I had said, like, I have a better face than you, but overall you're more attractive. I think that we were debating that at one point again. So I was like, all right. Like, ma'am, I'm sorry it makes you uncomfortable. Uh, take take overall everything out of it. Just who has a better face? And she was like, that guy. And George I was like, who, me? You. And I was like, nice. and I said, I was like, okay, then get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like same thing as when girls say that John Hamm isn't that hot. It's like girls don't fucking know what they're talking about when it comes to guys. So um, that was that. And then eventually we left. And uh, you called an Uber and it said, so we were at the fours and it's the Uber was coming to the harp, which I don't know too many areas of Boston too well, but I know like the like North station, North end area, like the fucking back of my hand because I'm always there because it's fucking where I work. And (laughs) you were like, all right, Uber is coming to the harp. And I was like, yeah, man, I don't know where that is. Which, like, it was, like, <laughs> around the fucking corner. I've been there a million fucking times. I, I, we were drunk enough that neither of us knew where the harp was. We were like, whatever, it'll find us. And then uh, this group of men come up to us, uh, one of whom is in a wheelchair. Um, it's mostly young men. And then there's an older guy in a wheelchair. And... Do you know how we even began talking to them? No. Oh, I was doing push-ups. Uh, <laughs> what? I was Dude, doing... This is all news to me. Like, really? I don't remember any of this. So I have a weird thing. Um, and I wasn't like doing it for attention or anything because it was just like we were just on the, the street waiting for an Uber, not knowing where the harp was. Um, my friend, uh, my former roommate, Brendan, some of his friends, like when I was living with them, like a... 2011 through 2013 or whatever it would just like become a thing like if we were like out on the porch drinking in somerville like every now and then just drop down do some push-ups and it was like what it, it didn't seem like a weird thing it's a totally weird thing but now boston <laughs> but now like i have this habit where like if i'm really really drunk i am compelled to just like casually do some push-ups so we're waiting for an Uber. I'm doing push-ups. And then these men come over to us, one of whom is in a wheelchair. And uh, they start asking us questions. And I, I'm good enough at uh, being friendly to the strange men who approach you on the street and are t- clearly trying to, to fuck up your life. Um, I'm good enough at like having a nice conversation with them and then letting everyone go their separate ways without it being bad but uh either neither of us were in good shape to be good at anything so um a guy who's saying one of them was saying he wanted to get in our uber and uh and like other guys are talking to us about god knows what and then i just remember i look down the street and you are like two blocks down the street pushing the man in the wheelchair down the street through the end of Canal Street. Canal Street is a pretty fucking long street. 
and like you were a while away. So now it's just me and a bunch of men whose goal is in some way to take all of our money. And I'm like, all right, this sucks because I feel like I should be with the guy in the wheelchair right now. And Pete should be fending for himself <laughs> with a bunch of men. And because men are stronger than me and you're <laughs> man. So it just, I feel that we were matched up wrong. And, uh, so you're just getting farther and farther away. Well, yeah, because this guy kept saying, like, I was pushing. I expected this guy to ask me to push him to, like, the end of the street. And then he just said, no, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? So, I mean, their plan must it must have just been to separate us? Apparently, it worked. Do you think, like, were these criminals? Do you think they were, like, thugs? Like, was this, was this, like, an organized thing? I don't know, but if it was, we came out pretty well. We survived, and I think I kept all my money. So my phone was dead. Um, this is an important part of the story. Uh, so eventually, some of the other men go away. And again, it's it's not contentious at any point. Like I I don't feel threatened by these guys because I'm just saying like, so where where's home for you? I'm trying to like <laughs> do like small talk and everything. And uh, eventually, they kind of dissipate. And uh, it's just me one on one with this guy and you almost out of sight with uh, the guy in the wheelchair. And he's like, man, can, can I get in your Uber, blah, blah. And I was like, man, I, like, where's home for you? And uh, I just kept asking him that. And he wouldn't tell me. And I was like, hey, man, I, I appreciate you, but I don't, like, I don't want to get mixed up with any strangers right now. I've had a long night. And uh, so I was like, you know what? I got to go check on my friend. He's tending to a man in a wheelchair right now. I don't know like, what his experience is in that field. So he just walks down the street with me and I was like, all right, well, at least now it's going to be like two against two. And one of them is handicapped. So like we can take them. Um, and it's, did, did the guy in the wheelchair, was he out of the picture at some point? I think so. Yeah. Eventually you like pushed him into the street or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happened. Like he's, he died. Um, so it was just the two of us. And I, remember thinking i was like you know what the uber is out of the picture like we're not gonna get this uber my phone is dead he's trying to pull some shit on us right now i can create a situation where it is advantageous uh for both of us i can make it so it's pete one-on-one -on -one with the leader of these men and i will get a cab so I run to the end. I just like without saying anything to either of you guys, I just fucking make a break for it. And I get in a cab and I'm like uh, at the bottom of the street. And I was like, circle the block, circle the block, like as, as quickly as you can. And uh, I was like, I got to get my friend because that was what was going to happen. We were just going to pull up. You were going to be with that man. And we were going to be like, all right, it's cab rules. Only one of you gets to get in. Like, sorry, weird guy. And he was super fucking slow and he was like, oh, like, where should I turn? I was like, go around the fucking block, bro. And eventually we get there where I had just been standing with you guys like 25 seconds earlier and you guys are both gone. My phone is dead. Suddenly, so I no think, longer. So I think what happened. So I think what happened is you didn't say anything. You didn't you didn't voice this plan to me, obviously. And you ran down the street, got in a cab. And so as soon as you left, I was like, I got to get the hell out of here. I don't want to be one-on-one -on -one here. And so I think I tried to run away. I think I tried to run away and I hopped a fence and like, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, like ran down an alleyway, hopped a fence, like landed pretty hard on my hand. It's all cut up. Um, and, and, um, and the funniest part about it is that like, I like went a street over and uh, it didn't work at all. The guy just like walked around and came back and met me on the other side. <laughs> Did he talk to you again? Yeah, he was like, "Why are you trying to run, run away from me, man?" And I was like, I was "Like, no, I didn't. I didn't. I think my my Uber is over here." <laughs> oh, God. Ah. Oh. So yeah, so, uh, complete lack of communication. Again, drunk idiot that I was. So from your perspective, you were in something of a tight spot with one of your friends, and then one of your friends, without just warning. Left. Just fucking left and got in a cab. Um, I thought it was the most brilliant fucking plan in the world, and it didn't work. So, so we circled that block like 
a lot. And I was like, and I was telling the guy, I was like, can you charge my, like, charge my phone, please? And he, so he plugs it in, but he, I didn't realize he didn't plug in the charger to his uh, car. And eventually I realized that and I said something to him, like, nice fucking try. Like, I know what you're trying to do, even though I don't understand why that would be some sort of game that he would be running on me. Like, I thought that he was trying to trick me into not charging my phone. But I gave him like a very fucking sassy, and I'm not sassy with people ever. I gave him like a very sassy, like, oh, you, you what think you're gained sl- from that? <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't fucking know. So, um, so then eventually I was like, all right, like, let, let's expand the, the fucking perimeter. I feel like that's something they say in movies or whatever. Like, uh, go, go around like a big, like, do a bigger loop. So Increase we're doing the bigger search loops. radius. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and on the first bigger loop, I see all of those men, including the guy in the wheelchair, just like fucking sitting on a block, just hanging out, totally fine. Uh, but I did not see sure, you. You should have rolled down the window and screamed, what'd you do with my friend? <laughs> so honestly, so drunk that I didn't even think to do that. Like if any person would have known where you were, it would have been them. Um, so I was like, he must have just gotten in a cab. So after like nine minutes of just doing loops in a fucking cab um i just had him take me home and my phone wasn't charged until like six minutes after i got home and as soon as my uh as soon as my phone turned on you like it was ringing and it was you and this was like so this was like 40 minutes after we had last seen each other and I was like, hey, uh, what's up? And you're like, where are you? I think I think I can get a cab if you want to jump in. And I was like, what? And you, you were like, where are you right now? And I was like, I'm on my fucking couch watching Seinfeld. <laughs> and you were, by the way, like I turned on, like Seinfeld wasn't on. I turned on like Apple TV and put it on like Hulu. Um, and I also ate an entire bag of Stacy's fucking pita chips um but you were like very calm and relaxed and you were like yeah well i'm just gonna get a cab i mean if you don't want to like jump in that's fine i can just get it myself and i was like are you okay and you were like yeah i think so and you like you were (laughs) like I I i was hanging out with this guy and his friends for like like an hour and a half probably i don't know i have no sense right. of time but it was a long time Jesus. And I think, wait, you, I think he got in the cab, the Uber. <laughs> wait, like the bad guy? Yeah. Did he? Yeah. Wait, you were still with them when you called? Yeah. So you you escaped from them and then you found them and then so when I no, saw No, I didn't escape from them. They they just like he he just walked around the block and just like like walked the street over. So when I saw So when I saw that the group of those people and I didn't see you, it's likely I, you were just standing among them, and I, you're a small person. I, I became one of them, and you, right. and you didn't recognize me. Right. That's unbelievable. It's, no, it's actually not. I was just really drunk. I just probably missed you. But, um, fuck. Well, I'm glad I, it worked out. Um, yeah, I think I drove him like a little bit. The Uber took him like a little bit where he wanted to go, not all the way. And then he gave me a hug, and then we se- separated ways. That is... That is a lot of work to put in to get driven a couple of blocks. Yeah. That is like, why keep those hours? You have to, it's like, okay, time to get up and go scam people. I was so, very, I was very scared to check my Uber the next day because I figured it would be like fucking, obviously when you take it home from Boston, it's fucking like, sometimes there's surge pricing and then right. I drove this dude where he wanted to go yeah. and it was only like $32. So my cab ride was, uh, because it was a cab ride and cabs are expensive. And it also involved uh, driving around for nine minutes. Driving around for nine fucking minutes. My cab was really expensive. I want to say it was like fifty-five bucks or something. Well, that's what you fucking get for just running away, dude. I thought it was such a fu- like, in, like in a mind's eye, when I was running, I saw like you getting in the cab, us like saying like go go go, <laughs> and then, like like the fucking end of the graduate, like high fiving, like. Whew! Like, we got away from those fuckers, and then, like, the end of The Graduate, then relaxing and being like, oh, what the fuck did we just do? Um, but that was, 
That was an experience. Well, I, now I, I know I, never to be in like a fight or flight situation with you because you're flight all the way and every man for himself. I, I swear to God, that's not what I was trying to do. And I was like, I was upset when I couldn't find you because I was like, if I got murdered, it would have been your fault. No, not even that. Like, not to play up like the the stereotype about yourself, but I was like, he's not used to being out of the house for more than three hours. <laughs> like, he's he's not built for this situation. It's like, true. I think that I could have like bullshit with like the fact that you did bullshit with those guys for as long as you did and you came out of it alive. Good for you. Like I would trust myself more in that situation, even though like you're if it were to come down to like brass tacks, like you got to fight your way out of it. I'd obviously be fucked. But I think that on general, like kind of street smarts, like been around the block type of shit. I I thought I I just didn't know if you were built for that. So well, also shout outs to those guys because I was in a very compromised position and and I came away with not losing too much. Yeah, you were I mean we were both pretty fucking vulnerable. We yeah. were probably like our, why they approached us in the first place. Right. Our guards were let as far down <laughs> as possible. We were wearing shirts that said fucking rob and kill us. Uh, <laughs> more or less. Uh well, I'm glad that that worked out. Uh shit man that was it's funny that going into it uh you were like my plan is to just get really drunk haven't gotten drunk in a long time think this is a good opportunity and i was like oh i think i'm just gonna maybe get a little buzzed and like we were drunk before he was on stage yeah the fours did us did us in pretty good like we were buzzed after being at the fours for a little while by the time we got by the time we got into the garden and we're like buying uh our beers that was i like i remember saying i was like okay i'm I'm a drunk person right now um so all in all very very fun great experience glad that we're both alive um beebs was good uh like some weird shit happened uh we also wanted to uh speaking of music a listener had said that they started listening to churches because of your wreck, Pete. So she wanted to know if we have any other music recommendations. Um, Kaleo is a mutual one from us. You told me to check them out, and they're dope. Um, they really, are good. a band from Iceland, and yeah, they kind of rule. Uh, there's, uh, their I think what is it? AB is their yes. their record on iTunes Music, and then you can only check out like three or four of the songs, but they're all dope. So go ahead and do that. Yeah, they're they sound kind of like They've got a lot to, of range. Yeah, um, they remind me of Hosier a bit, but also a lot of um, their fellow countrymen of Monsters and Men. So I thought like, they sounded uh, that so- that song, "All the Pretty Girls." Mm-hmm. Um, that reminds me of Bonnie Vair. Ooh, yeah, that's a good call. Um, so definitely check them out. Um, uh, Kate Renata, is that? Is that his name? I think it is. Uh, DJ from Canada. He uh, came out with his first album. A lot of electronic shit. Really, really good. But, I mean... Oh, also, the new Moo song. Did you hear that? I have not. It's called Final Song, and it is fucking Jam City. Her songs have now basically become... uh, They're basically all, like, lean on now. Like, there's a lot of instrumental breaks, and... It sounds like Diplo has something to do with all of them. I don't know if he actually does, but uh, it's fu- it fucking bangs. That came out um, yesterday, Thursday. But the biggie is Chance 3, Coloring Book. Um, came out last night at about 11 o'clock. And I mean, we're recording this right now. It's 9.50. I've already listened to that album like four or five times and been to two spin classes. Shouts to me. Uh it is fucking fire. I don't know. Did you, have you checked it I've out? I listened to about two thirds of it, and uh, then I fell asleep. But the two thirds that I listened to last night were, mwah, yeah, amazing. I, I had such high hopes, and I wondered if it was. I actually knew it wasn't going to be like this. I like Kendrick Lamar, Tim Butterfly. That was like a much anticipated album, but because it was so, it played with structure and kind of wrestled with a lot of things that people. Are used to hearing. Uh, I mean, it was more of a jazz album anyway. It was just so different from what 
um, the average pop music listener is used to hearing. So it took like five or six listens to be like, oh, okay, wow, I'm feeling this. But Chance the Rapper, this is like super, super accessible. On the first listen, you know that it fucking bangs. Um, Kanye, in the first song, All We Got, which by the way, I don't know how many fucking people are going to get tattoos that say music is all we got. I'm probably, I might be on that list. Uh, It's like the lyrics are great. The lyrics in the whole album are great. Like the the album is like very, very spiritual, which I think a lot of people expected. Um, He's, uh, he's like very into his faith now and he's got a lot of gospel choir in throughout the album. And that's fucking sick. The features are insane. Got Lil Wayne, Two Chains, um, Young Thug, uh, Bieber is on the album, which yeah. that that was tough when that came out. And I mean, I, I want to listen to the album in order. And when I saw that number nine had Bieber on it, I was like, oh fuck! I yeah, I think I listened so to badly. like six songs, and then I the first six, and then I was like, I gotta hear this Bieber song before I fall asleep. So here's the thing: that song, uh, as my friend Mike texted me. Uh, is a low-key slapper. That's a good way of putting it. Um, <laughs> it it doesn't even need Bieber. Like Bieber's great on it, but Chance the Rapper basically had Bieber come on to one of his songs and then embarrassed Bieber by how much he fucking killed it. Um, I was texting with some friends uh, when, when we were all on our first listen, and uh, Julian Bembo, who writes for The Globe and is... I mean, he has forgotten more about music than than I'll ever know. Uh, he was he was going out of order, and it was pissing me off because I wanted to like, I wanted us all to get to the same shit at the same time. Uh, and he was he kept talking about how great, which has Jay Electronica on it, and he was like, "Man, you got to hear you got to hear this verse. You got to hear this verse. You got to hear this verse." And I was like, "Fuck!" Like, like it's it's you you're cheating. So you get to so like you you already found the best verse on the album, like. This this sucks for me. And when I finally got to it, it's fucking Lion King bars. He has fucking Lion King bars, and they're filthy. Um, I forget what they are, and I don't want to screw them up. So listen to that. It's called How Great. Fucking Lion King bars. Insane. Uh, Future is also on it. My favorite song on the album. Um, actually, my favorite song still might be Blessings, which he did on Fallon last week. But... Um, finish line because it features fucking t-pain and this makes me sound basic but probably my favorite feature on this album including kanye including young thug including justin bieber including jay electronica future my favorite fucking feature on this is uh is t-pain well you put t-pain on everything t-pain's like a feature artist so like if you put him on your song, fucking there's a good chance he's going to kill it because that's what he does for a living is just kill it on other people's songs. Right. I have to do a uh, a road trip today to my sister's wedding and I'm driving up with two of my sisters and I was like, I'm just going to drive myself. And then I was like, you know, what? I'll no, I'll go with you guys. But we have to listen to the Chance the Rapper album on the way up. Uh my sister Carolyn is a big T-Pain fan, so I'm going to be like, don't look at the fucking screen on the car because I want, like, I want people to hear that song not knowing that T-Pain is coming. And then like, when T-Pain comes in, it just fucking punches you in the face <laughs> because it's not just T-Pain. It's T-Pain with both a vocoder and a gospel choir. So it's the biggest fucking sound you've ever heard from T-Pain. It's fucking sick. So to that follower who wanted some music recs, Chance three, um, I keep calling it Chance three, but uh, coloring book is is what it's called. I cannot fucking recommend enough. Also, uh, fucking all night is a fucking banger on that album. So check that out. Um, how are we on time? Uh, getting up there. Getting up there. We want to hit on Silicon Valley. Last is, week's was amazing. It's not so. It's so good. I I love this season. The the show's never been bad. The last week was. A half hour long dedication to one small joke. And that's why that show's fucking great. Yeah. And I was talking to, with a couple of my buddies, and one of them loved it, and the other one didn't like it. And the one who didn't like it was saying, he was like, basically, what the hell? I just wasted 30 minutes of my life on this fucking episode that was building up to literally nothing. And we were like, yeah. 
that's the fucking joke. That's fucking great. And it's hilarious. They, they got it, so intricate with this plan that they were yeah. planning the entire episode. And then in the last 30 seconds, it just went all to shit. Because they, what they're doing, it's the third episode of the season. They've had some stops and starts like they always have in, in that show, which is the charm of it. Um, but they're introducing what this season is going to be about. They're, they have this months-long thing that they're going to do, which is to fake building uh, the box while working on the, the platform and doing what they want to do. And it's going to take a set amount of time. I don't know if it's weeks or months or whatever. But you're like, okay, this is what the season's about. And then just they fuck it up and then it's over and that's the end of the episode. It's like that That was like a stalling episode where... Right. But th- th- it was done in a clever, amazing, hilarious way as opposed to like The Walking Dead, which has stall oh. episodes and it's like an hour of literally droning and just such yeah. boring, like just dragging the season out. Right. So Instead- I'd rather be able to watch something that's fucking hilarious and wasting my time yeah. than something that just is... That sucks, is not entertaining. I know it hasn't been a focal point of the show. I mean, it's always kind of been background noise or comic relief or whatever, which it's crazy to say that, that show needs comic relief. But the uh, Ehrlich and the Jin Yang Ehrlich relationship have been fucking great this season. It is. I, uh, Jin, Jin Yang is one of the most underrated characters on the show. I, we were saying before the, the alcohol that like... We should. We need to find out what what Jin Yang is about in real life. Maybe maybe get him on here because I like the shit when he's yelling like Eric's a liar, Eric's a liar, and it looks like, dude, the, like you're talking to me. Like the, the, the house, house is, is empty. empty. So fucking good. So uh, I I mean I haven't read any reviews or talked to many people about Silicon Valley this season, but I think it's been fucking. I think it's been great. I'm not psyched about the new CEO. Um, I, I feel like they, they set the bar very high, right? Um, like, uh, Gavin Belson is, is great. The guy, uh, Peter, what's his name who passed away? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was, he was pretty great. Um, yeah. And then you had, uh, Chris Dimantopoulos. Right. Was also great. I miss him. Friend of the show. Um, but yeah, (laughs) I, uh, I, I, I miss I miss like the great villain kind yeah. of guy, but uh, I don't know. We might be getting there, right? They're going to bring in some sort of new clown. Uh, I feel like um, I feel like Demon Topless was the first time they they always have the in like you're right, like these kind of like uh, funny villains um, that are awkward in their own respects. And I mean this this new guy is awkward, and that's funny or whatever. But they. I wonder if they are going to feel that they need a a, a, um, a Russ Hanneman replacement because I think uh, what's his face has been Jared's been fucking super funny. I think that like all the the characters individually, they've had really really funny storylines to this point. They don't even need to bring in a clown, but I'll fucking take it. Same. All right, so that's the Silicon Valley talk. This has been is this a long episode? It's still gonna be a long episode, I think. All right, well, it was fucking worth it. You're welcome. For anybody who likes the show, wants us to, to give us a nice little uh, morale boost, you can go to iTunes and rate and review the show. Uh, search brunch on iTunes. We are not gay brunch. We are the one above that because we are better than gay. We're better than gay. Um, so, And we promised last week that we would read some of the better reviews, which we'll continue to do. Uh, only if they're five stars, because we don't give a shit about you if you think that this show is anything less than five stars. Um, uh, here's Classy Eagles, 10 hot takes out of 10 five-star review. I don't understand why the opening music sounds like a rock version of Up on the Rooftop, but I'm willing to forgive it because the rest of the podcast is so good. Uh, listening has strengthened my friendships as we debate DJ versus Pete in the spirit of hot guys and weathermen. Hashtag Team Deech. That's my, so that's my girl. That's a that's a tough one for you because they shit on the intro music, which is so flames. I'm gonna make a quick video uh, explaining why people think that uh, the brunch theme song is up on the house top or up on the rooftop or whatever that song is called. Um, there's just a very small phrase in the beginning of it 
that sounds like it, but I think as this, the video I'm going to make will show, it's very, very different. I understand why your brain would make that association, though. Um, but, yeah, the, the intro's flames, and maybe I'll get into this in the video. If you listen closely, I've got some sampled, like, rap, like, hey, 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 once the drums come in. So it's actually really fucking good. Here's another one that, <laughs> it's again... Actually, it's actually really good. Thank you, but right. it's actually really good. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, uh, let's see. This person says 5 out of 5 would recommend. Their intro sounds like they recorded in a mall food court. Fucking hate this guy. Um, <laughs> and they may or may not have Canadian accents. Embrace the flaws. This brunch is bottomless. 5 out of 5. You can say you can give us little tweaks like that as long as you give us the 5 out of 5. We don't care. Like you can write, you can write whatever the fuck you yeah. want in the review. Like it can be, you can be like tell be us like that super racist. Don't listen to these guys. Yeah. Five out of five. Awesome. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, sh- sh- yeah, someone, one of our first reviewers. Uh, it's the second reviewer. the 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 review is the most tasteful brunch I've ever attended. Good podcast to keep an eye to keep up to date on pop culture. Great chemistry between Gift Boy and DJ. But they gave us four stars, so fuck <laughs> that person. Like, you said very nice things, but you didn't give us actual five stars. So, there's that. That's um, like the fucking high school teacher who is like, oh, excellent work, but I don't give I don't give 100, so here's a 98. Go yeah. fuck yourself. <laughs> fuck that. I'm about that 98 life. Um, here's, here's our, I think, our favorite one, um, because we do toe the line between heterosexuality and homosexuality so often on this show. Um... As a lesbian, I'm pretty sure listening to these two straight guys talk about pop culture is the gayest part of my week, and I can't get enough of it. Five stars. Again, like everything. Using Perfect. gay as a compliment is the way that gay should be used because gay people are the gay fucking tightest. Than, uh, gay is better. Than <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like these guys. D Nick 290. I don't even know what this podcast is about, but 10 plus episodes in, and I still find myself downloading it every week. LOL. Well, same. I have no idea what this podcast is about, but I'm well, you also know downloading it every week. <laughs> when we did a video podcast for Carabas, uh, with Carabas, he actually asked the same thing. He was like, so what do you guys do? He was like, you guys talk about music, but then you say that your plan is to have Sinbad on. I like that um, between what we've done at this point and the secret podcasts that are uh, coming up, this can be a podcast where we do where we just shoot the shit or where we have long form interviews. Um, I, I like that we not saying what this podcast is about, only calling it tasteful and only referring to it as as vibing out gives us endless possibilities. So don't put us in a box. Don't box don't us put in. us in a box, man. We're fucking too big at this point. Um, as as this podcast has clearly shown, we don't like being in boxes. Right. That's a joke about us <laughs> being gay. Because it. <laughs> it's, it's it's we, we don't have sex with women. Yes. 